for a few moments in the New Testament book of Colossians, chapter number two. We have two verses I want to lift up in your hearing for today. <clears throat> verses six and verses seven. Colossians chapter two, verse six and verse seven. And in the King James Version, it reads on this wise, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. The grass will of the flower fade away, but the word of the Lord shall stand forever. For a few moments, my brothers and sisters, the help of the good Lord and the aid of the Holy Spirit, I want to speak from the subject, skin deep religion. Skin deep religion. There are a couple of points that I want to point out to you and those of you that are following along with us, those of you that have the app you would go to the more section and you would go to notes. There are some outlines there that you could follow along, uh, but if not, you can still write it down. Amen. So there's a couple of things that I want to share with you, two main topics that I want to share with you before we really think about this skin deep religion. And as we look at Paul writing to this church. As he began to talk about, he says, you got to be careful of those that begin to talk to you and try to beguile you with enticing words. In other words, those that can speak well and say all these things, know how to uh, use uh, these big terms uh, because if they do, they'll begin to uh, beguile you. They begin to mislead you. He says, so uh, you have to realize that you have received Jesus Christ, the Lord. So you ought to walk in him, being rooted and built up in him, established in the faith. Be careful how people talk to you and, and the words that they say because just because people use big words doesn't mean that they know what they're talking about. So, so there's a couple of things that I want to talk to you about. Number one, the first thing, first outline talks about the precept for their walk. It says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so ye walk in him. A, a believer should not be acting like the world after they become saved. You should not act like the world after you become saved. First point, uh, it is the condition. You want to write this down. The condition for the precept. The condition for the precept. Look at it. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. This is the way to salvation. Namely, believing in Jesus Christ. 
In eternity, all people will be divided into two groups. There's only two groups in eternity. Those who have received Christ and those that have rejected Christ. There's nothing else. There's only two groups in eternity. And so Paul is writing here and said those that have received Jesus Christ. That's the condition. Amen, my brothers and sisters. So hopefully you got there. But then the next point is there is the conformity, the conformity in the precept. So you have the condition for the precept, but then there's a conformity for uh, or in the precept. So if I have a condition, meaning that I have received Christ Jesus, the conformity is to walk in him. In other words, what he's saying to us, my brothers and sisters, is that we got to be consistent. Walk according to your profession. Unfortunately, my brothers and sisters, many believers uh, walk so much like the world that you hardly know they are a believer. Let me say that again. Uh, uh, Many believers walk so much like the world that you don't know if they're a believer or not. Yet the world is so wicked today that it should be a time when believers are clearly seen differently from the world. It should be easy to distinguish a believer from a non-believer with all the wickedness that's going on in the world. So when we look at the precept for the walk, we know that there's a condition and there's a conformity. So you know that I don't have to struggle or strain to tell who's saved and who's not saved, who's different and who's not different. All I got to do is look at the way that they walk. It shouldn't be hard for me to tell the difference when it talks about by profession, you should know who's a fireman and who is a doctor. You should know who's a, a policeman and who's a lifeguard. It's no different because you can see by the way what they do. You can tell who is a teacher and who is a military person. You can look at their walk. It should be no difference. And my brothers and sisters, you should know who's a preacher and who's a stripper. It should be a difference. You can tell by their Walk. Are y'all praying with me? It says walk in your profession. But then, secondly, uh, not only is there a precept for their walk, but the second point that I want to get to is the power for their walk. There's power in your walk. Anybody know you got power? There's power in your walk. Look what he says. He says, uh, as you've been taught, uh, rooted and built up, good Bible teaching results in saints being rooted up and rooted and built up, established in the faith. Good Bible teaching is absolutely necessary in the development and growth of the faith of saints, which gives them power to live the Christian life. But if you don't get no good teaching, if you don't get good studying of the word of God, then you won't have the power that you need to walk. Uh, and so, so uh, I want you to know that there's the teaching for the power. The, 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 the teaching of the power. And see, the de-emphasis on the teaching of the word of God uh, is uh, corresponding with entertainment. See, a lot of people want to be entertained, but they don't want to be taught. Let me say that again. 
A, a, a lot of people want entertainment, but they don't want the study. So, so entertainment will bring a lot of folk around, but study will run folk off. Oh, I wish I had some help up in here. See, but, but entertainment doesn't increase the faith, but study does. That's why the Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So that's the teaching for the power. And then the last thing I want to share with you, for those that are, are really taking some good notes here, you can write your own notes down, is the thanksgiving. The thanksgiving for the power. Oh, thanks be to God. He says, he says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. We ought to be thankful to God for everything that he does. He gives us thanksgiving. And there will be little strength and power for the Christian walk if thankfulness is not present to a prominent God in this Christian life. Ungratefulness, especially to God, greatly hinders Christian conduct. If you're not grateful to God, uh, then you're not going to have a whole lot of power. When you're ungrateful to God for what he's doing, I believe you have a skin deep religion. Uh, so let's talk about it. Can I get my shout on this morning? It's a proven fact, my brothers and sisters, that there are far too many Christians who want to live Skin deep in Christ. But skin deep is certainly not deep enough. Skin deep will never get you through your trials. Skin deep will never help you overcome your temptation. Skin deep will never give you the victory over the devil. Skin deep will never get you through the storms and help you retain the joy and give you real satisfaction. No, my brothers and sisters, skin deep in Christ means that you hadn't gotten in uh, too far. means you're still at the door. Uh, skin deep means that uh, you're not too hot, you're only lukewarm. Skin deep means that you're not too mature, you're only childish. Yes, yeah, skin deep means that you're not too certain about your salvation, you're somewhat undecided. When you're skin deep, that means that you're not completely surrendered. Everything, you're still hanging on to the word. When, when, when you're skin deep, what it's saying, my brothers and sisters, you're still straddling the fence. Living skin deep means that you haven't really put Christ first in your life. He, he may be in your life, but, but he's not first in your life. I, I know it's going to be tough this morning, but y'all pray with me in here. Living skin deep in Christianity means that you're living on the outer perimeter of God's will instead of the center of it. You can't say, Jesus, you're the center of my joy when you're only living skin deep. See, when you're, when you're skin deep in Christianity, that means that you have failed to climb the heights of the Christian 
experience, that you not delve into the depths of God's precious word, that you really don't appreciate all that was accomplished at Calvary. When you're living skin deep, that means that you're not interested in being all that you can be in Christ Jesus. It means that when you're skin deep, that your love for Jesus Christ is not what it ought to be. And living skin deep also means that you haven't yet established heaven as your supreme goal. I hope nobody in here is only living skin deep. It's very sad, my brothers and sisters, that there are Christians who apparently choose to live only skin deep in Christ. For this shallow experience with Christ would never give one the personal satisfaction that they are pleasing God, that they are doing what is right, and that they are reaching their potential, that they are setting a good example, that they are leading others to Christ, and that they are living in the shadow of the cross. It would never give them the satisfaction that they are serving God effectively. If you're living skin deep, my brothers and sisters, I'm trying to talk to somebody out there, or maybe in here, there's only just skin deep. When you're skin deep, my brothers and sisters, that means you're somebody who is content to live skin deep in Christianity. That means that you're more of a burden than you are a blessing. That you're more a hindrance than you are a help. That you're more a pain than you are a promise. You're more a debit than you are an asset. That you're more a heartache than you are a joy. That you're more a trial than you are a treasure. I'm just trying to be real with you up in here today day. Huh? It probably means that you're more a disappointment than you are a delight. Huh? Nobody really never told you that, but when you're skin deep, it means that you're too shallow. Uh, when you're only skin deep, I'm trying to help somebody to let them know that you can know Christ but still only be skin deep. And when you're skin deep, that, that means that you're not faithful, you're not dependable, you're not inspiring, you're not happy, you're not content, you're not established, and you're certainly not fruitful. One bad thing about being skin deep in Christ, it makes it so easy for the devil to uproot you. Mm. Uh, skin deep means that you're not grounded and rooted uh, good in the theology of God's word and, and in the principles of holy living, in the fellowship of the saints, in the love of Jesus Christ, and in the rock of your salvation, in the teaching of the church. And in skin deep, my brothers and sisters, it means that you're not too well established in the hope of eternal life. Let me talk to somebody out there. Let me let me talk to my outsiders for a second. Is that all right, church? I'm going to put y'all on pause. I got y'all on pause for just a minute. Let me talk to somebody out there. See, the reason why, when you're only skin deep, what happens? That's like putting on a temporary tattoo. When you put on a temporary tattoo, if you put some soap on, you can wash it off. But when you get inside of the skin, it becomes permanent. It's not going anywhere. It's there for life. And so when you get involved with Christ and you really make him a part of your life, it's like getting a real tattoo that stays with you forever. It ain't coming off. You can say you can try goat milk, lamb milk, whatever kind of milk you want. It ain't coming off. It's a part of you. The only thing you can do is put another tattoo on top of it to try to cover it up. I know I'm talking to somebody out there, but when you're scared, Deep. 
unpause, come back, church. No matter what some say, no matter how hard some may argue, no matter how sincere some may be, skin deep is not deep enough. Reason why, my brothers and sisters, see, it doesn't transform your heart. It doesn't revive your soul, and it doesn't sanctify your life. It don't purify your mind. It, it don't clean your hand. It don't change your attitude. And it sure don't improve your lifestyle. Oh, my goodness. See, 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 as a matter of fact, skin deep just don't do much for anybody. Reason why, because it can't. Yeah, when you're only skin deep in Christ, sooner or later, Christianity will get under your skin. It'll cause you to become difficult to get along with. Cause you to be restless while in church and be nervous at revival meeting and uncomfortable around dedicated Christians and be absent from prayer meetings and hypocritical in your worship. It'll cause you to be an easy prey for false doctrines and other religions because you're living only skin deep, and, and if, you, if you, you stay too close to Christianity, it starts to get into you. So, so if you're only skin deep, then you start saying, well, worship service is boring, and, and true commitment is impractical, and dedication is impossible, and, and, and death in Christianity is fanatical, and old-time salvation is foolish, and being filled with the Spirit is unnecessary. I'm trying to talk to somebody in here. It would also make you think that all other church members are also hypocritical, just like you. And, and, and you, you, you just start saying that surely Satan, Satan you know, uh, is not real. But you see, Satan loved those who are only skin deep. For he knows they'll never become the pillar of the church. And, They'll never be a glowing witness for Christ, and they'll never truly worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, and they'll never be sure of their salvation. They'll never be a real soul winner, and they'll never prove to be effective in kingdom work because he knows they never honestly expect Jesus Christ to return. Uh -huh. uh, oh, my goodness. I got to help somebody in here, Brother Clark. To be honest, most fish can't live in shallow water. Most ships can't sail in the shallow sea. Most vegetation can't grow in shallow soil. I'm trying to help somebody. Most buildings can't stand on a shallow foundation. Most business can't thrive on shallow resources. And may the message be loud and clear, my brothers and sisters, most Christians can't survive on shallow experiences. I wish I had somebody that been through something up in here. That, you miss a shout cue right there. See, shallow conversations are usually built up on gossip and under other unimportant trivia. And shallow hearts generally have little love or compassion for others. My brothers and sisters, shallow thoughts generally express themselves in a big way and with a loud mouth. But shallow actions generally indicate insensitive, uh, insensitive and lack of consideration. See, shallow stuff, they don't really last long. When you have shallow emotions, it indicates hard-heartedness and indifference. So shallow Christians, if they don't press on the greater heights in Christ, generally, they become unchristian. Question comes, Christians either become shallow because 
they built their Christianity upon the sand and not because of the rock. They become shallow because they listen to man and not God. They relied on the flesh and not the spirit. They insist on drinking milk instead of eating meat. They follow the word, the world and not the Lord. They yield to temptation instead of overcoming it. And they remain shallow because they think more of themselves instead of others. Now let me close this thing off. I think I didn't bore you too long. See, when your spiritual experience is only skin deep instead of heart deep, it's too easy for the devil to intimidate you as to what you are. Let me say that again. The devil will intimidate you as to what you are. He will discourage you as to what you do. He will deceive you as to what you believe. He will restrict you as to what you could become. He will interrupt you in your prayer life. He will hinder you in your spiritual development. And it's also evil, easy for the devil to overthrow you in your personal convictions and your commitment. Because you're living skin deep. I got to tell you, my brothers and sisters, it is the shallow Christians that are easily offended with the slightest thing. Easily frustrated with their Christian experience. Easily cornered by those of a different beliefs, easily irritated when things don't go like they should, easily manipulated, uh, manipulated by ungodly associates, easily distressed when adversaries rise uh, in their life. And it's the shallow Christians that are easily embarrassed when others mock or criticize their faith in the Lord. The question comes, are you living skin deep? Such shallowness as this can be and often is detrimental to an individual or even a local church. It tells one that although they might not be so good, nevertheless, they're not so bad either. Although there might be room for improvement, nevertheless, they could be much worse too. That although they're not what they should be and could be, at least they're not what they used to be and that although they don't pray and study God's word like they should at least they don't read filthy magazines such shallowness also tells one that although they're not faithful to and dependable in the church at least they are a member and attend once in a while mm. that's skin deep so how can any Christian ever be halfway satisfied to live such a shallow spiritual life when there's so much more to be enjoyed and benefited from? Can y'all help me in here today? I, I, I feel a shout coming. I mean, how? How can anyone live such a shallow life when there's so much victories to be gained, when there's so much ground to be 
covered and when there are so many privileges to be had and when there are so many discoveries to be made and how can a Christian be satisfied to live only skin deep in Christ when there's so much to be done for God and for the church and for one another? Why would any Christian be satisfied only to live skin deep in Christ? Oh, my brothers and sisters, why would you become satisfied with the crumbs when you can have the whole cake? I want to know, why would you become satisfied with a part of it when you can have all of it? Why would you become satisfied with just a sample when you can have a full supply? And why would you become satisfied with the meager when you can have the whole thing? I don't know about you, but since I've tried the Lord, I feel like David when he said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So why would any Christian want to be satisfied with just a little bit when there's such an abundance available? Why would you be satisfied with a dewdrop when you can have a downpour or drinking? Why would any Christian want to become satisfied with just a handful when God has provided a heartful? I believe that that's an absolute shame for a person who claims to be a Christian that choose to remain shallow. As a matter of fact, they're going to need some depth if they're going to stand firm in the last days. And I don't know about you, but as I look around, it seems like we're in the last days. I don't know about you, but I believe we're going to need some depth if we're going to overcome the temptations of evil. Do I have a witness in here? I don't know about you, but I believe I need some depth if I'm going to make it through the storms of life. Maybe I'm preaching to myself, but I've been through some battles that knocked me off course. But I thank God that even though it rocked me, and even though it reeled me, I had an anchor that held me together. I thank the Lord that I wasn't skin deep. I was all the way in. I need a few folks that will testify with me that says,
that you won't have room to receive. I'm a living witness. If you just trust him, take him at his word, and have a little faith, the Lord, the Lord, I said the Lord will, he will bless you more than you ever imagined. I just need you.